Hi, I'm Jim Stroud, and this is my podcast. Okay, this is something I would expect to see on a Black Mirror episode. The National Post recently published an article called, If You Could Erase the Worst Memory of Your Life, Would You? Scientists are working on a pill for that. And just under that headline, the prologue reads, quote, Researchers are working on ways to edit memories to make the intolerable bearable by, say, blocking the synaptic changes needed for a memory to solidify. Wow. (laughs) When I read that, my first reaction is, gee, what could go wrong? (laughs) Well, um, I'll tell you what could go wrong and what could go right after this. Advanced security, internet freedom, complete privacy. That's what you get with NordVPN. Imagine NordVPN as a hack-proof encrypted tunnel for online traffic to flow. Nobody can see through the tunnel and get their hands on your internet data. NordVPN gives you peace of mind each time you use public Wi-Fi, access personal and work accounts on the road, or want to keep your browsing history to yourself. Try it out today. Matter of fact, you have nothing to lose with their 30-day money-back guarantee. Simply go to jimstroud.com secure. That's J-I-M-S-T-R-O-U-D slash secure, S-E-C-U-R-E. In fact, as a special offer to my listeners, go over to jimstroud.com secure and get your copy of NordVPN for 75% off. Now, this is only for a limited time, so act fast. One more time because I'm trying to look out for you. JimStroud.com slash S-E-C-U-R-E. That's JimStroud.com slash secure. Do it now. You'll be glad you did. I found the article very, very intriguing. Essentially, the article described a memory manipulation study by a Dr. Alan Brunette where he used a drug called propranolol an inexpensive blood pressure pill to dull the effects of bad memories. (laughs) Here's a quote. The 60 souls that signed on for Dr. Alan Brunette's memory manipulation study were united by something they would rather not remember, the trauma of betrayal. For some, it was infidelity, and for others, a brutal, unanticipated abandonment. It was like, I'm leaving you goodbye, the McGill University Associate Professor of Psychiatry says. In cold clinical terms, his patients were suffering from an adjustment disorder due to determination, not of their choosing, of a romantic relationship. The goal of Brunette and other researchers is to help people like this, the scorned, the betrayed, the traumatized, lose their total recall to deliberately forget. Over four to six sessions, volunteers read aloud from a typescript they had composed themselves, a first-person account of their breakup with as many emotional details as possible while under the influence of propranolol, 
a common and inexpensive blood pressure pill. The idea was to purposely reactivate the memory and bring the experience and the stinging emotions it aroused to life again. How did you feel about that? They were asked. How do you feel right now? And most importantly, has your memory changed since last week? The investigators had hypothesized that four to six sessions of memory reactivation under propanolol would be sufficient to dramatically blunt the memories associated with their attachment injury. Decrease the strength of the memory, Brunette says, and you decrease the strength of the pain. <laughs> the entire article is fascinating. I won't read the whole piece to you, although I am tempted to, <laughs> but I will highlight a couple more points from the article. Uh, one, researchers are working on techniques and drugs that might enable us to edit our memories or at least seriously dull their impact to make the intolerable bearable by, say, swallowing a pill to block the synaptic changes needed for a memory to solidify. A pill that could be taken hours, even months, or years after the event. <laughs> and the second point I want to bring up. Uh, Boston University neuroscientist Steve Ramirez thinks memories are dynamic and not static and can be updated with new information when they're recalled, like hitting save as every time you go into a Word file. <laughs> now, as I've been saying, I find all of this very, very fascinating and more than a little bit unnerving. There are a lot of doomsday scenarios I can think of concerning this. If this science is perfected, would it be used against political dissidents? Would it be abused like other drugs by people who maybe had too good a time over the weekend and wanted to forget past discretions before returning home to their spouses? What about the people who commit heinous crimes and want to beat a lie detector test or survive a police interrogation that would surely come? How would the military leverage the science? Would they have our soldiers perform unthinkable acts without psychological repercussions of conscience? Can anything good come from memory manipulation research? Well, somebody thinks so. <laughs> I'll share what they think after this. Entrepreneur Kylie Jenner makes an estimated $1 million per sponsored post on her Instagram, which makes her the highest paid celebrity influencer on the social media platform, according to the 2018 Instagram Rich List, compiled by Hopper HQ and Automated Instagram Scheduler. Jenner is followed by singer Selena Gomez, who gets $800,000 per sponsored post, and star soccer player Cristiano Ronaldo, who earns $750,000. Together, these and other up-and-coming stars contribute to the $1 billion influencer market, which is expected to double in value this year. Now, all that is great until there is an Instagram bug and you lose over a million followers, which happened to Kim Kardashian, Justin Bieber, and several others. If it could happen to them, it could most definitely happen to you. The moral of the story? Don't build your house on rented land. I suggest you do what I did and get your own mobile app with Superpass. Superpass makes cutting-edge content apps easy, instant, and affordable. So whether you already have content or are looking to start making money by selling your podcasts or videos online, Superpass can help. So sure, build up an audience on social media, 
but drive the traffic to a property you own, and that property should be Superpass. For more information, visit Superpass at www.superpass.app. That's www.supapass.app. Superpass.app. And be sure to tell them Jim Strauss sent you. Dr. Judy Isles, Professor of Neurology and Canada Research Chair in Neuroethics at the University of British Columbia, said something that really resonated with me. Quote, without good and bad memories, it's hard to imagine how we would know how to behave. End quote. Something I thought was a very valid point. Dr. Isles presses that point in the article. Uh, here's a quote. Learning doesn't occur without memory. How do we learn from a bad relationship if we can't remember it? And so now if we pre-select what memories stick and don't stick, it also starts to be like eugenics of memory, Isles says. We ought to think carefully about that. She, Isles, has absolutely no qualms about using memory manipulation for people suffering desperately from post-traumatic stress disorder. People whose burden of suffering from horrifying experiences exceeds any moral argument against using it. To me, a PTSD that is profound and debilitating is like a disease of any other and to the extent that we can have an intervention that treats it, we should vigorously pursue it. Even the heartbroken recruited for Burnett's study were experiencing symptoms congruent with PTSD. We're geared to form attachments, he said and not so much to detach. <sighs> Whew, well, let's unpack that a bit. Dr. Isles is wisely cautious about how we use this memory altering technology, primarily to ease the suffering resulting from the memories of horrific events. My assumption is that this would include not only soldiers with PTSD and those suffering from very bad breakups, but also rape survivors, victims of war, molested children, and the list goes on. In such cases, I would be very sympathetic. I mean, who would want to live with those memories if you don't have to? And yet, there is the argument that we are our experiences, and if you remove our memories, for better or worse, then you remove the possibility of becoming someone you are meant to be. Nothing proves this point, I think, more, more clearly than the testimony of Joyce Meyer. For those who don't know, Joyce Meyer is an American charismatic Christian author and speaker and president of Joyce Meyer Ministries. She had this to say about being raped by her father on multiple occasions. Where was God in all this? Let's talk about that for a minute. I prayed for my dad to die. That didn't happen. I prayed for my mother to leave him. That didn't happen. I prayed he'd leave me alone. That didn't happen. Why didn't God help me? I was praying. I was asking him. I was this innocent little kid being abused. Well, you know what? I don't have the answers to all that, but I can tell you that by faith I now understand. That's why that scripture that I shared last night about by faith we understand how the world was made. You know, I, I, I can't explain it to you in my mind, but I know that... 
God didn't get me out of it, but he did give me the strength to go through it. God had a plan. And I cannot explain this to you, so don't even ask me to. But for years I said, of course, I wish that I would have never been abused. But God has helped me recover. And about three years ago, I said that, but of course, I wish I wouldn't have been abused. And God stopped me, said, stop saying that. And then I, I thought about it and I thought, <laughs> and I know this sounds crazy, but I'm glad it happened. You know why? Because I'm a better person now than I ever would have been. I don't know how to make any sense out of that, but I know that I know that I know that God has redeemed me. And he has taken what Satan meant for harm and worked it out for good. And I'm a better person than I would have been had it not happened. And you can be too. I'm stronger. I know God better. I understand people's pain. And I believe it's, I believe that it's made me able to reach out to you in your pain and your need. And to tell you with all passion, God is alive. He loves you. He's got a good plan for your life. And don't you ever doubt that. Don't ever doubt that. Can you recover? You're looking at somebody who did. Amen. You're looking at the evidence that you can recover. Would Joyce Meyer be who she is today if she did not have the victory over her past adversity? If she took that memory pill and forgot all of her pain, what would the world have lost? And what about the people who now suffer as she once did? Her testimony blessed others struggling with the same issues because it gave them hope that they too could survive and go on to live their best life. How many would have given up had they not heard her preach that very sermon? I don't know. No one knows. I suppose that's the point of what I'm saying. I can't speak for others, but as for me, I want to hold on to my memories for better, for worse, for always. If you love what you heard, hate what you heard, or don't know what you just heard, I want to know about it. You can leave a comment concerning this podcast on my website at www.jimstroud.com. In addition to finding source material and related information for this podcast episode, you'll find other goodies that I hope will make you smile. And if you have not already, please subscribe to my website. Your continued support keeps this podcast train chugging down the track. Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together we summarize the story for you. 
We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.